right, so welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. I am your host, the Afro Boy. Press Unity. Make sure you follow me on Instagram and TikTok. That is my main account on Instagram and TikTok, Afro Boy underscore Prince Unity. And you can get like, you know, some form of exclusive, other little things I talk about, um, short content, fun content. Um, but on the show, as you guys know, this is the Lost African Podcast. So we talk about Afro culture, everything that blends us together, Afro history, everything that blends us together as African-descended people, as black people. And looking at the history can progress us into the future. But today I want to talk about things that we never realized that we've been doing and, and that we, we live in history, right? And it sort of makes me think about all those people who came before us, how they felt living in the history, right? Whether they knew they was making history or not, they knew they was making a change, right? So we're going to talk about it in the forms of Belize and the history that they uh, are making. So, And I believe as African descended people, as black people, any any country where we are at, if we are making progression, that is black history, right? I don't think that black history has ever really been uh, in a nutshell of just North America, right? Or the U.S. I feel that black history is um, levels of uh, progression and excelment all around the world. That's the point of this whole uh, podcast, you know, financial literacy and, and controversy, you know, those social and political uh, conversations will actually be uh, a blend, to be honest with you. Um, this will be a blend. So um, we'll talk about uh, Shine. I watched uh, the EYL interview with Shine and his um, contributions to Belize being a Belizean. Um, so we'll talk about, you know, our Belizean brother growing up um, in America, his experience as an immigrant, experience as an immigrant and as a black man. Um growing up in America, his life and the things he's overcome, um, wanting to be a better man, wanting better for him, his people, black people, and um, his country, his country of origin, um, and Belize. So, you know, he came to America um, around the time he was eight years old, and a lot, like a lot of our uh, classified immigrant brothers and sisters, he comes from a country that is viewed as a, a a third world country, um, a country that doesn't have a lot of um, infrastructure progression during that time. Um, he, it literally, he literally says in his interview, uh, you know, I, I didn't have a, a toilet system, right? So he comes from that. So of course, um, a lot of immigrant stories is they come to America for a better life because America has flown that flag of this is the land of opportunity, right? This is the land of progression. Now, um, me being, me being uh, a born African-American or Black American man, uh, we uh, see that as a story or statement yet to be upheld, right? And he realized that because he lives his experience as a black man, you know, doing the, the drug era, the war on drugs. And he talks about uh, his black experience um, growing up as a black man in New York and Brooklyn, Bastard, all those other places uh, so where there wasn't a lot of opportunities, which is still the existence for a lot of inner city kids around America, right? And that's the beauty of 
emerging cultures uh, that come together, the the experience that we get when we live intertwining lifestyles, right? And how he got past all those obstacles, how he found his gift in um, in music, how he found his gift in his voice, and how he pushed through all those things. And what pushed him was was actually faith, right? Uh, faith in the divine, faith in the power that be, because uh, his maiden name is Moses, right? And he talks about, uh, you know, being granted uh, a music deal that was over a million dollars. Let's get a little bit of background. Um, gaining that form of wealth, uh, you know, getting nominated for Grammys, for writing, for his music, uh, showed him that faith in the power and the divine and God is is true and it really can't help. Um, and another way he was inspired was by his uh, his grandmother. His grandmother uh, is a uh, I believe how you say it Garfani woman. Um, and they're very powerful and resilient um, African women. Uh, there's a whole town in like I believe southern Belize uh, that's founded by Igbo uh, women or Igbo Igbo people, uh, and those are Nigerians. If you don't know, Igbo is a tribe um, from Nigeria, and they have a whole Igbo town. But um, to get into that, what I discovered about um, the Igbo finding is that they have a very rich, rich culture. Um, they have a famous traditional dish that was made out, I believe, fish and and rice in Garfani, in Gufani culture. Um, they were known in 2001 from the UNESCO, which is the United National Educational Scientific and Cultural Organizations, um, declared the Garfana culture as a masterpiece of oral and intangible heritage of humanity. It's a very strong statement. And um, another way that that becomes uh, solidified is through a guy named Thomas Vincent Reynolds. Um, in 1924, he founded uh, a Carib Development Society, right? And it's aimed a lot like a lot of our societies that was founded by uh, the Black churches here in North America, Aimed financial assistance for medical bills to bury uh bury our dead who were enslaved and, and so forth. And they own eight hundred acres of land. So uh that pushes real estate progressions and all these things. Um but to get into it though, um outside of that, he also wants to live up to uh his name, his his founded name, which is Moses. Uh, especially when he got deported, similar to how they tried to deport, well, they did deport him, but how they tried to deport, um, who was that? 21 Savage is, a, is another artist, if you don't know. And he says, he recants this, this story of Moses. He says, well, Moses, uh, for those who know anything about the Bible, was a shepherd. And as a shepherd, when his sheep could not, uh, get to water via sickness, via illness, um, fatigue, and whatever. He would carry his uh, 
flock. <clears throat> he carries flock as group of sheep to the well himself. And he says, I live by those moral codes and values of, of integrity. And I respect that. So watching the interview, uh, because that pushed him to go into politics as uh, a 13th um, leader of opposition. I believe that's what they call it. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah. 13th opposition leader in Belize, which is similar to what you would call like a House of Representatives for Belize, right? And he says, um, through, through uh, my morals and my integrity, I understood and gained um, knowledge that I wanted to do better for my people, right? And that uh, one of those things that needed to be mended from being an immigrant, from living the Black experience, from what I rapped about, because he had a whole lot of knowledge of self, which was uh, reparations, right? So he fights for the motion, which they actually passed for reparations to be paid to Belize um, and as a fight for the Caribbean, about $1 billion in reparations money altogether for the Caribbeans, but um, he fights for reparations for Belize. And I felt that that was really, really powerful because in this moment where you see a lot of other Caribbean countries um, gain their independence, um, becoming republics, and saying that uh, we deserve uh, what, what it, compensation for the contributions that we gain to that we've uh, given to these countries and to you as a kingdom. And I thought that um, even going for that fight is living Black history. You feel me? I feel that we don't acknowledge the the history and the makings that like uh, another one is uh, Katanji Brown, right? I believe she's the first in many years, if not the first at all, uh, Supreme Court Justice to um, the uh, Congress, right? That's very powerful. So this is what I mean when I say we live in Black history and we should acknowledge these moments. Now, how far we get um, once these moments have happened is completely up to us which is why he even talks about um, voting, voting power and understanding midterms to four years. And I'll talk about that uh, a lot when it comes to um, social issues and political issues when I do uh, Afroeconomics every Friday. But um, there's a verse that he also spits to let you know that I've been on this type of time. And I, I tell people that I'll be on this type of time all the time. Because um, the whole purpose of this is to influence you to look into how we progress our people across the world it is through uh breaking down social barriers it is through breaking down economical barriers and it is through breaking down uh judicial barriers politics legal laws all these things and he spits a verse to where it says um, if you build schools instead of prisons i'll stop living the way i'm living and that is very true a lot of people never look at uh, the environments and the conditions in which uh, we are birthed in uh, as people of color, um, especially black people. They always look at the after effects or what you've done, not the conditions in which you were birthed in, what, that laid out that path 
to what you've done and where you are now. Uh, and then he also talks about uh, conflict resolution. And he speaks about it in the story of him having beef with uh, Puff Daddy or P. Diddy, right? And I wanted to bring this up because I thought that what he spoke on was really powerful because what's another form of black history, whether it's in Belize or whether it's in the world, is us as black men getting over that that hump of self-hatred and uh, lashing out at each other. I see it a lot. I see it in our communities, and I feel that it is probably the most damaging thing that keeps us from progression. And he says, black men have been conditioned to hate each other, right? And we have to move past these things. And he vows um, to live by his moral, to look at the positive of his brothers and sisters instead of looking at the, at the negative. He says, I talk uh, today about how we can move forward uh, to where we are now, right? And that, that shows growth as black men. That shows growth as African-descended men that, that we understand what are the bigger issues that we have as a collective. So that, that is very, very powerful. And we should do more of that. But that is really the, the, the gist of the story I want to tell you today. Um, because, we, of course, there's going to be steps in this road as we make uh, history for ourselves, as Belize make history for itself. Um, we can all put that healthy, helping hand forward. Um, that's why I believe the strength in, in group economics, especially in the black wave, can really push those things, push those narratives. Um, people only believe that to push economic growth isn't just um, supporting a clothing line. Um, you can push economic growth on a political level. You can push economic growth on a social level, giving blessings to your brothers and sisters. Right. And, you know, the creator will in turn bless you in your path. Right. Everyone who listens to my show gives me economic growth. And through that, I can then push this money towards uh, investing in a black company, right? So every share, every like, every subscribe to the Lost Avenue Podcast on YouTube, the blog, and every five-star rating that we get pushes towards the economical goal that can then create group economics. So, uh when we get to that $100 mark of profit through the show, uh, you'll hear me say this now. I want to dedicate that to uh, a black business, a black corporation. Um, I have one in mind. Um, so the quicker we grow, the quicker it gets there, the more money we get, the more uh, I can spread the wealth to not only my listeners, but everyone else who chimes in and the black businesses who support. Uh, and I will be looking at... Uh, black collaborations. So I will be looking at um, black collaborations through black businesses for my show to support black businesses, black clothing lines, because I need to fill my closet with uh, black outfits for the summer, for the spring, for the winter, for the fall. Um, but that's my piece uh, for today's show. Because, uh, you know, we got to keep it hustling. We got to keep it going. And I will holler at y'all later.